the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lady, the Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. White House says debris from the three downed aerial objects may never be recovered. Here's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. As the National Security Council's John Kirby explains, debris is located on sea ice in extremely bad winter weather near Alaska, in thick wilderness in Canada's Yukon Territory, and in deep water in Lake Huron. Pretty tough conditions going to be very difficult to find them, let alone once you find that debris, be able to do the forensics to identify it. Without knowing exactly what the objects were or their purpose, U.S. intelligence officials believe they were harmless and not related to China's surveillance program. Greg Clugston, the White House. In Memphis earlier today, two separate shootings that police believe to be connected. One person has been killed, 10 others wounded. Police now looking for three individuals. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. In the wake of the surveillance balloon from China, the questions mount. Congressman Mike Gallagher, chair of our select committee on the Communist Chinese Party. Why am I learning about things from the Montana Billings Gazette? Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just inside your 2 o'clock hour, stay tuned. Another full hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. Right now, a look at your weather forecast. Tonight's low around 12 degrees. Cloudy skies throughout your evening and overnight hours. Tomorrow, some snow possible. Less than an inch of new snow accumulation. High near 36 degrees. Check out the Patriot Half-Off Deals program. You can save 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. Sam Twelve Eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NRN Show. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And, oh, yeah, speaking of Facebook, I do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So if you want to view the program, feel free. And you can also leave a comment or question in our comment section there. Again, thanks, as always, for tuning in. Well, given this, we're about, uh, eh, no, uh, uh was it 21 months, less than 21 months till the presidential election day, you're going to start hearing more and more uh, Republicans jumping into the race. And uh, this was uh, certainly the situation that has uh, cropped up uh, this past week. Uh, Nikki Haley, former South uh, Carolina governor, she was first elected in the as part of the big Tea Party wave that happened in the 2010 midterm elections. Uh, a lot of prominent Republicans first uh, got noticed in the, uh, um, what you call it, in the uh, T 
Tea Party rave of uh, 2010. Mark Rubio won his first election as a U.S. senator. Uh, Tim Scott won a seat in the U.S. House. Now, he wasn't a senator uh, quite yet. He was uh, he was eventually uh, appointed uh, to senator, I think, is when um, uh, Jim DeMint, uh, the former South Carolina senator, had uh, stepped down. So Tim Scott was elected to Congress. Uh, Nikki Haley won her first election as South Carolina governor. And she went on to serve two terms as governor. She won in 2010 uh, by about three or four points over her uh, her Democrat opponent, Vincent Shaheen, was the gentleman's name. She then faced Shaheen in a rematch, and as a testament to her popularity and how effective a governor South Carolinians thought she was, she won by nearly 15 points. So she more than tripled her margin of victory from 2010 to 2014 over the same opponent. So she was quickly becoming a rising star in the Republican Party. And about midway through her second term, uh, then-President Donald Trump nominated her to be the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, which she was then confirmed uh, by Congress. And it was there she shined on the national stage. In fact, uh, she, not only on the national stage, but the global one. I mean, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, where she was very... Uh, highly critical of these countries who were sitting on the Human Rights Council of the United Nations that were very, very blatantly involved in human rights violations. Uh, so, on the surface, I think she's a uh, she's a very solid candidate. I I don't think that if you know, particularly if Ron, someone like Ron DeSantis gets in, and whether we like it or not, and for the record, I don't like it. Uh, Donald Trump, at least right now, is certainly a uh, a front runner, one of the front runners to get the GOP nomination. But the way I look at it is there is some opportunities to be a part of a Republican presidential administration should, you know, a different Republican get the nomination in 2024 uh, and then go on to win the presidency. Because, again, she's already proven that she can serve and that in that particular in a presidential administration. Well, with any good uh, credentials that a candidate has going into a race, there's going to be some drawbacks and there's going to be some nitpicks. That's for sure. Uh, Ed Morrissey, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum and current hot air writer, uh, talked a little bit about it in a piece at Hot Air this past week. Uh, Haley spent two years in the Trump administration and acquitted herself well in her work at the U.N. without a doubt. But again, Haley hasn't done much since leaving that position in in December, excuse me, 2018. And while she name checks the GOP Beton Noirs, she's been out of uh, that fight for a while. Trump himself has been immersed in it, but so too has Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin, who's term-limited in Virginia and likely looking to move up in class. They have been on the front lines all along and both have scored big wins while Haley stayed out of the game. Plus, the time for a new generation may not resonate entirely on age within the GOP. It may also connote a truly fresh start and some distance from the Trump administration. Haley will have at least a taste of the conundrum likely to face Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, and even John Bolton if they follow through and enter the primary as well. They're going to have to sell themselves as part of a return to the Trump agenda. But if Trump's running, why wouldn't voters choose the original? And if voters want a quote-unquote new generation, then they're not going to embrace the Trump administration figures in the race, and Haley's very much included in that class. Now, again, I obviously have no insight to this whatsoever, but Haley doesn't strike me as the type of person who were who would convey an air of its president or bust. So if indeed, say, a Governor DeSantis hops into the race and becomes the clear front runner or at least the most formidable non-Trump candidate, I don't doubt Haley would accept an invitation to be DeSantis' running mate. In fact, Our guest on yesterday's broadcast, John Gabriel, wrote a piece at his hometown newspaper, the Arizona Republic, saying that's probably the best ticket to move away from Trumpism is DeSantis Haley. Because 
DeSantis has been his own guy. I mean, I know Trump likes to come out and say he endorsed, you know, he endorsed DeSantis. And yeah, while that technically may be true, DeSantis barely won his race in 2018. But since he got into the governor's office, he showed very distinctive leadership apart from Trump. Why do you think Trump is on his social media platform saying that Ron DeSantis shut down the beaches in Florida? It's absurd. It's gaslighting. I get it. That's what Trump does. Okay, Trump has, to be charitable, a very casual relationship with the truth. In fact, it's a downright abusive relationship with the truth, but that's another story entirely. But this idea you're going to paint DeSantis as someone who locked down his state? No one's buying that. No one's buying it. But it's why Trump is doing that, because he wants to see what he wants to throw anything against the wall and see what sticks. That isn't going to stick. That's absolutely not going to stick. And Ron DeSantis will definitely bring receipts about how Trump, despite his desire to keep the country open at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, acquiesced to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks to you know keep the country shut down for a while longer. So can't run away from facts as, as hard as Trump tries. So I, I think the goal for Republicans in this particular cycle, it's to avoid the mistake of 2016, which was not coalescing behind one candidate in an effort to thwart Trump from securing the nomination. Now, I don't think that even had Republicans attempted that sooner in 2016, that they would have prevented Trump from prevailing. But he's definitely more tactic or excuse me, more vulnerable to that tactic this time around. Okay, because there he's he's a proven loser. Let's just be honest about it. He lost 2020 election. Pretty much any high profile candidates in competitive races that he endorsed in the Senate, the vast majority of them lost. You know, he likes to tout that he has this like 70 percent winning percentage of congressional candidates he endorsed. It's incredibly misleading. He got on the ban- he got on the bandwagon of candidates, particularly U.S. House candidates who were very secure and had double digit margins of victory and were in D- R plus double digit districts. OK, so they didn't win because of Trump. It's it's nonsensical. But in the competitive Senate races, whether it was Nevada, uh, Arizona, Georgia, all of those were Democrat held seats that were ripe for flips. All were Trump Republican candidates. None of them won. And his handpicked candidate in Pennsylvania to keep it status quo in Pennsylvania because Pat Toomey was retiring. Dr. Oz was Trump's handpicked candidate. He lost. To John Fetterman, who we talked about last segment, had very clear health issues. And you somehow lost to that guy. So I'm sorry, you Trump cannot be trusted to be the candidate in 2024 because he'll lose. OK, take away everything circulating around January 6, 2021. Take away everything, how he torpedoed the Georgia runoff Senate races in January 5th, 2021. Okay, his just uh, his election, stolen election conspiracies, the nonsense that he spouted, throw all of that aside. The fact of the matter is he's going to be 78 in next year, and he's already been a proven loser. Okay? Time to move on. It is. It, it absolutely is. And how the GOP threads that needle, well, this is a good way to do it. Ron DeSantis has proven, again, to be his own man, independent of Trump, has never brought up Trump, doesn't engage Trump when Trump goes on these nonsensical attacks, calls him de-sanctimonious, which is Bush League for Trump. I mean, Trump's always kind of been a Bush League name caller. He's been at least been somewhat original in some of them, but this one is is just nonsense. So you have DeSantis has been his own guy, and you've had Nikki Haley, who has been on a national stage and people say, well, you know, Nikki Haley, that was, you know, she reported to Trump. Trump was her boss. Well, this was more a role that served the American people being a U.S. ambassador. Yeah, Trump nominated her and, and, and she was then confirmed. But still, this was serving the American people. It wasn't bowing to Trump. OK. But what's interesting is all of the concern trolling that the Democrats 
engage in when talking about Republican candidates. Ah, Republican candidates, they're 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 party of they're they're they're, they're stuck in the fifties, you know, the, the the old white guy party, you know, no new ideas, you know, same kind of candidates, no diversity whatsoever. It's concern trolling. Well, not only do you get a black senator, Tim Scott also jumped in the race. He's a black senator from South Carolina, the first Republican black senator in the South since Reconstruction. And Nikki Haley was the first non-white female to be elected governor in the South. Ever. Okay? These are historic. And yet, when candidates like this get in the race for Republicans, the Democrats have zero issue letting their racist and misogynistic flags fly. Yeah, we've got some sound bites coming up in the next segment. It will be available. Take your call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Grant Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. We saw the writings on the Sing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. You need to call the police, you need to call your father, and you need to get you and your son away from this guy. We're going to remove the trespasser. I want to fix it. That's why I want to my home, and I just want to be able no, to No, 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 honey, honey, we don't need to call a realtor. We need to get the boyfriend out of the house, and that's going to involve the police. You and your son are in danger. You have to get away from this guy. Listen, you are worth being okay. Direct, honest, helpful. The Ramsey Show, live on the Biz 1440. Weekdays 1 to 4. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Again, check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And you can give us a call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. It's hashtag NARN Show for comments or questions. And don't forget, we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. 
So feel free to check us out there. I do have a listener uh, viewer to the Facebook page saying that the uh, it's cutting in and out. Apologize, can't do anything about that. Uh, I know sometimes they don't like it when we play music longer than three seconds over the air, so Facebook will maybe uh, mute the sound of the of the song. Uh, so I apologize for that. Not you know this is a this old computer. I don't know if it's a computer issue or whatnot, but we'll have our engineering department uh, take a look at that. But um, do the best we can in the meantime. But appreciate the heads up on that nonetheless. All right, uh, let's get to our. Uh, Sound bites. I, you know what? I, I've been debating whether to play sound bites from the View anymore because these people are just so vapid and vacuous, and they lie and they just say things, and then to throw against the wall, and then you know they're and and the lies are so egregious that they're fact checked, and they have no, uh, they have no recourse but to say, okay, we've just been handed a fact check. What I said was an error. Yada yada yada. Um, but nevertheless, uh, this is just kind of the id of progressives the way some of these people talk about minorities and women in the Republican Party. And then when you have a minority woman, oh, my gosh, that's just beyond the pale. So Whoopi Goldberg on The View. Uh, Spencer, if we have that clip ready, this is cut number one. Yeah, the Republican plan, I hate to ruin it for you, but the Republican playing field for the 2024 presidential race just got a little bigger. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley released a campaign ad making her pitch to the people. Take a look. My parents reminded me and my siblings every day how blessed we were to live in America. Some look at our past as evidence that America's founding principles are bad. They say the promise of freedom is just made up. Some think our ideas are not just wrong, but racist and evil. Nothing could be further from the truth. Joe Biden's record is abysmal, but that shouldn't come as a surprise. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. So, Nikki, you know, since you have been asleep all this time and you just woke up, you're just finding out that there are things about our country that are not perfect. And for us to pretend that it is and that nothing happened is ridiculous. So you're not saying anything new. And you of all people should know better because you used to actually have some sanity and knew right from wrong. Yes. And then you lost your mind and, and went in some new direction. So don't do that. Okay, so uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, you know, that's just an incoherent screed. You know, because Nikki Haley talks about that she came to this country, born in India, and this this whole flap has been brought up again. Well, she 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 must uh, she must think it's pretty racist, but this country is racist because she's not willing to she's willing to go by a nickname, Nikki, instead of her given name, Nimrata. Well, Nikki is her middle name, legitimate middle name, on her birth certificate, and. Also, her culture, I mean, Pradeep, uh, Pradeep Shankar, who I follow on Twitter, he's a uh, uh, radiologist in public, uh, in public uh, health policy, uh, and he contributes to National Review and is of Asian Indian descent. Okay, I think he knows a little bit about their customs or culture. And he says, Indians commonly use nicknames and middle names, even in India. So this idea that progressives are going to project their mindset onto Nikki Haley saying that, wow, she must be ashamed of her culture and her race if she's not even going to go by her given name. They do this even in their own country, go by their middle name or a nickname. And they came to this country when she was very young. And guess what? She married a man with the last name Haley. She goes by her husband's last name. That's not all that uncommon. Despite what progressives might say, it's a, uh, because she's uh, kowtowing to the patriarchy or something. So, again, these are just incoherent screeds that Whoopi and Joy Behar and these other shrill individuals on the on the 
on the panel put forth. It's not even worth playing these sound bites, but again, it is it is also important because it's kind of the id of the Democrat Party. Well, not to be outdone, uh, Don Lemon, who has been relegated to mornings on CNN, lost his primetime show. Um, cut number two, he had a rather interesting viewpoint over Nikki Haley uh, getting into the race. So it's Don Lemon on CNN. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's, talk- not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say what? 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, child-bearing? Yeah, or are you talking don't shoot about the message prime I'm just saying president. what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. Oh, Google. Oh, oh, prime. Okay. It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their prime when they serve. Because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. Oh, this my God. Talk- that's embarrassing. That, that that doesn't even make any sense. Not in her prime. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I heard that and I said, you know what, Don Lemon, uh, given some of the, the garbage he spewed in the past, doesn't really deserve the benefit of the doubt, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because when I'm thinking, okay, he just said it inartfully. What he meant to say was she's no longer in her prime, meaning, you know, because I quoted from Ed Morrissey's hot air piece where Ed Morrissey talked about, uh, she left, Nikki Haley yet left the Trump administration at the end of 2018. So she's basically been out of the limelight, been out of the spotlight for four years, hasn't been heard from. And Whereas people like Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin, who are governors and making incredible reforms in their respective states, they're more involved in the fight, as is Donald Trump, even though he's not president, but the millisecond he left office, he's been talking about getting back into the fray again. Whereas Nikki Haley hasn't has been out of the spotlight for four years. So I'm thinking, OK, that's just Don's inartful way of saying, well, Nikki Haley's kind of persona non grata because she hasn't been been around, been in the spotlight, been in the fight. OK, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I say, OK, maybe that's what he meant. Don, I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt, but then you took to Twitter to try to clarify your comments, and you didn't help your case. So I can't, I can't defend him. I can't defend him. He said what he said, and he's going to have to reap the consequences of it. This is Don Lemon uh, later that afternoon. The reference I made to a woman's quote-unquote prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. Uh, do you know? Did you notice anything that was missing from that statement? Anyone? What? What? It was more conspicuous by what was not said. How about an apology to Nikki Haley? say, hey, sorry to, sorry to say you're past your prime. I mean, did Don Lemon vote for Joe Biden, who was in his late 70s? That's what Nikki Haley was referring to. She was referring to the fact that you have so many of these politicians that are in their 70s and 80s, literal, literal baby boomers in leadership, whereas Nikki Haley is part of my generation, Generation X, early 50s. Okay. Not near, not near retirement age. I mean, people don't retire in their early 50s. So what does that even mean? I mean, she's had experience. She served one full term as South Carolina governor. She left in the middle of her second term to be, a, a again, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, served two years there. You know, it's, it, it, it ain't the age, it's the mileage. Or in Joe Biden's case, it's both if you look at him. So, again, I, I was willing to give Don Lemon the benefit of the doubt, but his uh, his clarification uh, left a lot to be wanting. And Kat Timpf, uh, who is on uh, the Gutfeld show, she replied to Don's tweet and said, uh, you interrupted and talked over the woman who pointed it out to you on the air during that segment of what you were talking about 
woman being past her prime. I, I mean, there there are very few politicos in their 20s and 30s, okay? They're there, certainly, and we welcome them if they have a lot to bring to the table. But you know what? It, it, something like politics, it would probably behoove you to live real life before you get into elected office. And Nikki Haley did that before she was governor of South Carolina. Okay? So... It just it, he just bungled that rationale all around. So, and by the way, uh, Don Lemon was off the air on Friday. I don't think he should be fired for that, but uh, ridiculed and hit back at on Twitter. Yeah, that's absolutely fair game. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. The home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. The Ramsey Show. I don't want to be the little pig in the straw house anymore. I'm going to get my crap together. I'm going to get out of debt and have an emergency fund. I'm going to be the little pig in the brick house so when the wolf comes and blows... I don't have credit card debt. I don't have student loan debt. I don't have car payments. I'm under control and I got a pile of money. You know what would happen? The economy would collapse. No, it wouldn't. The economy would boom. No nonsense financial talk. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 here on The Biz 1440. A hundred days have made me older since the last time that I've saw you. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. A thousand lives have made me colder. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And uh, feel free to check out the live stream at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. I apologize for any tef- technical difficulties. A couple of viewers on the page have said that, that it's been cutting in and out. I apologize for that. Hopefully that uh, we've got it uh, somewhat rectified. But um, to be fair, this computer, I think, came over on the Mayflower. So <laughs> probably not a lot we can do about that. But we'll certainly do our best. We've got good old-fashioned radio, whether you're streaming it online or listening to good old-fashioned AM radio. We appreciate it. Uh, folks, want to uh, take a pivot now and welcome 
our guest, Thomas Hackett, who wrote a piece recently for Real Clear Investigations. Again, check out their fine work at realclearinvestigations.com. It's a piece entitled The Sudden Dominance of the Diversity Industrial Complex. And Mr. Hackett's done a terrific job on here uh, detailing all of the uh, public institutions as well as uh, big businesses who have really subscribed to the uh, DEI infrastructure. We'll talk uh, a little bit more about some of those real-world examples and the impact that is having on business and education with the aforementioned Thomas Hackett. Uh, Mr. Hackett, good to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? Uh, Good. Thanks for having me, Brad. Do you prefer Tom or Thomas, by the way, for purposes Uh, of Tom's fine. Tom's just fine. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks for the clarification on that. Uh, Fascinating piece, Tom. I did have an opportunity to read through it a... uh, a uh, couple of different times, a uh, lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of uh, questions, uh, c- inquiries, even concerns that I had. But I guess let's just start with this. Uh, first of all, uh, DEI, which is the acronym for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, it's a system which a lot of companies and, as you indicated, educational institutions are utilizing. Um I guess let's start from the very beginning. Would you say, is there a particular defining moment where people were starting to put more emphasis on this? Or ask it another way, do you see a trend where people are putting more emphasis on this than, say, oh, I don't know, merit-based qualifications for a position, Tom Hackett? Yeah, I think, I, you know, the best I can, you know, my, my judgment is that it really started to coalesce around, you know, the mid-teens, you know, 2015, 2016, okay. you know, there was some, there was, it was kind of building before that. It was coming out of the universities and in particular kind of what you might call identity studies courses. Um, but, you know, it didn't, hadn't reached a kind of, you know, the sort of the bureaucratic force that it, that it became uh, until, until, you know, 2016. And, and then it really, it really accelerated at, at, at the, the inflection point was really the George Floyd uh, killing, sure. and you know it was a remarkable reaction to a to a, a single event. Now there were other you know killings of, of African Americans by police, but you know that one event had just just a, you know there was just a kind of a, I guess you could call it a moral panic that swept across the country. And often these things happen, you know, socially, and people get on social media, and they all everybody puts out their yard signs and and that kind of activity. But this, you know, this took bureaucratic form, and that's what's so remarkable about it. Now, you had indicated in the, in this piece, obviously, uh, diversity training, where you know companies or whomever will send their employees to learn more about these issues. I mean, that's something that's been around for a while. But it's even evolved into, uh, would you say, like full, fully staffed, high salaried employees and departments within companies as well. Uh, Tom Hackett, is that? Do I understand that correctly? Yeah, well, certainly at universities, its 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 presence is huge. It, it's a little hard to tell, you know, in corporations um, how big it is. I mean, they all have a, a web page, right? But a web page is pretty easy to produce, <laughs> yeah. and it can look like you're doing something. It's kind of a, a sop, you know. It's a kind of a, a hedge against. Sometimes it's a hedge against litigation, and sometimes it's a hedge against just criticism. So if someone says you're not doing enough for for diversity, and they can say, well, look at our web page, you know. Mm. And and you don't know how how deep that goes in terms of actual staffing, but certainly there it's a big industry, it, you know. And it's an industry, as, as Professor Peter Shock of Yale says, in every sense of the word. Um, at universities, it's just enormous. Um, I, I, I cite the you know the number of people with these positions at the University of Michigan, for example. Right. It's 163 people who have who are working in in TEI administrative positions across universities in general. It it adds up to if you just take you know the 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 average number of people employed in these positions across the country. It's you know my back of the envelope calculations is. It's a billion. It's a billion dollars industry there. The employee. It's a. It's a. It's a much bigger industry overall. But within universities alone, it's. It's. It. it you know, it costs a hundred. It costs a billion dollars to employ these people. Mm. And if you extrapolate out from that, that's that's the tuition of a hundred thirty thousand students at, at in state schools. Um, that's a remarkably large 
you know, uh, enlargement of the sure. bureaucracy. Yeah, no question about it. I, I mean, and, you know, obviously we've been hearing a lot about uh, the you know, tuition. I mean, the increase in, in tuitions. I mean, even with the increase in tuitions, that still covers a, uh, a heck of a lot of students, to be sure. Uh, I, I want to bounce off a little something you, you had said earlier. You knew you had mentioned the George Floyd incident. Obviously, our station is located in the Twin Cities, so we're very familiar with the uh, the fallout and no, the aftermath. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, it's an interesting point because I remember vividly uh, you know, we were talking, you know, everybody who saw what they saw, I mean, it was almost unanimous. People who saw what they saw were shocked, were horrified by that. Immediate action was taking place against the officers. Nobody justified what took place there. And but it, it almost seemed like, OK, it's no longer good enough to be against what you saw. You have to be sufficiently anti-racist, proli- uh, prolifically anti-racist and based on that mindset i i it kind of is in line with something you wrote in the piece uh uh, specifically down in tucson arizona uh where that's pretty much that's a pretty diverse area i mean you cite the statistics 44 percent hispanic 43 percent white four and a half percent black very diverse but apparently not good enough tom hackett why don't you explain yeah, I was going to bring up Tucson. That's in fact where I live. I recently moved here, so I thought, well, let me look at my okay. look at my my now my you know my my community. Um, you know, when a reaction in Minneapolis to the George Floyd murder and saying, "Oh, okay, we need we need to do something here. You know, we've we've got a problem." That you know that makes sense. That happened in the community. Mm-hmm. Why now? Why did Tucson? And, and they say they did it because of George Floyd. That's 1,600 miles away. It's curious why Tucson had to had to had to respond similarly to Minneapolis. They're very different cities. They're very different. You know, there's all kinds of things that are different. The ethnic makeup of, the, of these cities are different. Um, secondly, Tucson hasn't really had, as near as I can tell, I'm new to the town. I've asked around, and they said no, no major racial incidents that I'm aware of. No, nothing. <laughs> you know, the city kind of gets along. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a basically fifty-fifty Latino white sure. um, city, and it's sort of a non-issue. And yet, they felt that they had to hire someone um, from, from the Minneapolis area, in fact, uh, to, to to oversee their their inequity initiatives. I, I guess that the one thing that is certainly concerning you, I mean, you talk about this, I mean, just large bureaucracy in the, uh, and then just the unconscionable amount of money that's thrown at these uh, particular departments. I mean, you would think on the surface the goal would be, okay, to implement these DEI policies, to have more uh, diverse departments and workforce and representation, and that's the word of the day, representation, which no one should be opposed to. And I'm certainly not opposed to that, but suppose the issue is, I, I won't say solved, but definitely more mitigated, definitely more satisfactory than, say, where, where it currently is now. All of a sudden, the potential for these, it would be, the potential would be for these departments to be go, go away, or at least that should be the goal for these departments to go away. Hey, we're sufficiently integrated, very diverse, everybody gets it now, but... Uh, that would almost seem to defeat this their ex- the purpose of their existence. And as we see in electoral politics, as well as anything else, uh, you don't want things to get completely solved because certain people would be out of a job, Tom Ackett. Yeah, no, you make a good point. Um, I, you know, I thought a lot about that. The worst thing that could happen to some of these people in these typically universities is that they could solve the problem. You right. know, that they, could, they could have a more diverse, inclusive, equitable uh, community and then what? Well, then they're out of a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, that, you know, the, 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 at the universities in particular, the problems are not as severe as is is they want to they want to make them. Universities are very progressive, enlightened, you know, um, forward thinking. You know, I'm putting these things in the most you know positive terms. Uh, you know, uh, most progressive institutions in the country. And yet they want to characterize them as just sort of, you know, bastions of, of white supremacy. That's just an absurd, absurd characterization. And and yet they need that characterization in order to justify their their jobs and their salaries, which are often exorbitant. 
Yeah, I mean, you you come up with so like I like it indicated, you come up with so many uh, uh, concrete examples, uh, very research, very detailed. I guess one with this Tom Hackett, and then uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll let you go. But uh, speaking of which, uh, you cite uh, the City Council of uh, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and how despite uh, I believe they were, were very diverse within not only the City Council, City Manager, they even. Uh, voted to cut uh, police funding. You know that was something that was in vogue amongst the in the country in the aftermath of George Floyd. Is is defunding well, They had the a reparations bill of some sort. I'm yeah. not quite sure what a town can do about reparations. But in any apparently way, not good enough, Tom <laughs> So why don't you explain a little bit more? Apparently, wasn't good enough either. Uh, um, the uh, uh, first equity and inclusion manager that was brought in. Um, apparently, was the moral arbiter saying that uh, those actions still weren't good enough. Yeah, and I think you're, I think we're going to see more and more of these kinds of situations where people, you know, we get, we get people who say, you know, please tell us what we're doing wrong. And, and so, okay, here we go. And yet, you know, it, they're not – these communities are the, – the communities asking for this criticism, you know, this internal criticism are often the ones who are the most willing, you know, have already shown themselves a willingness to – to accommodate themselves to these, these social pressures. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think that, the, you know, they found themselves being criticized for, for, for doing the, you know, for, for trying to do their best. It wasn't, it, it was proved to be insufficient. Uh, and I think there's going to be more and more of those incidents. Once again, we are talking to Tom Hackett. He, uh, the author of the piece, The Sudden Dominance of the Diversity Industrial Complex. Check that out, that piece at realclearinvestigations.com. Fascinating journalism that all of these folks do, and this piece in particular, very well-researched, very well-documented at uh, what's going on not only in our cities and uh, a couple of uh, major corporations as well as the the university system. Uh, Terrific piece. Tom Hackett, uh, appreciate your time, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, Again, congratulations on a great piece. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. As sobering as it was, I appreciate you getting the information out there. Terrific journalism, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School. Most people have never heard of prior salvage vehicles, but at Ace Auto, that's all we've been selling for eight years and at 20 to 30% savings. It's Ed from Ace Auto. We're a rebuild center specializing in Chrysler Pacificas, Town & Countries, and Dodge Caravans. All of our Chrysler and Dodge minivans come with our one-year, 12,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty. We have financing available at no extra fee to you. Go to aceautocars.com or visit us in Jordan for premium rebuilt vehicles at 20 to 30% savings. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept called the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're 50 or older and want a bigger, better retirement, call Mitch Lyons Wealth to get a free copy of this brand new movie at 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you'll get it completely free. Plus, I'll include a copy of my book, Retirement of Steel, and I'll even pay your shipping and handling. No credit card required. Call right now, 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. We need your help. 
Hello, I'm Marianne Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. One final segment on the broadcast. You know, uh, kind of in line with what we were talking about, and we pre- by the way, we appreciate Tom Hackett's time, Tom Hackett of Real and Clear Investigations. I've said it before, folks. Uh, I know in this day and age of narrative journalism and activism within journalism, we all long for just good old-fashioned reporting where these reporters roll up their sleeves, bring you nothing but facts. And, you know, they don't give their truth or the truth. It's just facts. Facts. Here's the facts. Here's what's going on. Uh, RealClearInvestigations.com is the place for you, so be sure to check that out. Kind of in line with that, uh, I've been – I heard of this new concept called sensitivity readers. Now, have you heard of this? This has to do with if you are a book uh, and or if you're a book, if you're an author and you're penning a book and you have a character in a book, say you're a you're a straight white man and you're writing a book. And in the book, one of the characters is, oh, I don't know, a minority female. Well, you have the sensitivity reader is someone who ensures that you are properly depicting the plight of the minority female. Okay? I just I literally just heard of this concept last week. You know, I mentioned John Gabriel. He was a guest on yesterday's broadcast where I was filling in for Mitch. Uh, John has a podcast, The King of Stuff, and he was uh, he had on author Kat Rosenfield, and she was talking about this concept. I'm like, what? I had I had not heard of this concept. Has this been around long? Because I hadn't heard about that. I, I bring it up because uh, Carolyn Downey at National Review wrote a piece about uh, Roald Dahl apparently goes woke. Uh, this famous children's author's books have been heavily altered by sensitivity readers. Uh, the publisher Puffin has scrubbed language deemed insensitive and non-inclusive from author Roald Dahl's children's books, in many cases rewriting the author's words to be more politically correct. Puffin and the Roald Dahl Story Company worked with Inclusive Minds, which is dedicated to, quote, inclusion and accessibility in children's literature, close quote. Its spokesperson told the Daily Mail to dilute the creator's playful narratives to be more acceptable to what they consider contemporary culture. References to characters' physical appearances have been sanitized, with the words fat and ugly now missing from every new edition of the books the Daily Telegraph reported. So-called sensitivity readers were hired to make the changes. In the original James and the Giant Peach, a character's rhymes, Aunt Sponge was terrifically fat and tremendously flabby at that, and Aunt Spiker was was thin as a wire and dry as a bone, only drier. With the new changes, the old verses now read, Aunt Sponge was a nasty old brute and deserved to be squashed by the fruit. And Aunt Spiker was much of the same and deserves half of the blame. I, You know, every time I think, Okay, there, there's no way we can get beyond this kind of craziness and derangement. I, I, I'm going to stop uttering that sentiment because apparently we can and do. You know what? You know what it reminds me of. Have you ever seen the 
uh, movie as good as it gets, late 1990s movie, Jack Nicholson, uh, Helen Hunt. Well, Jack Nicholson played this reclusive writer. He was stricken with OCD, and he would just sit in his luxurious apartment and just write. And he wrote and wrote and wrote. And one day he went to his uh, publisher's office. A rare, you know, a rare time he actually emerged from his cave. And the receptionist, female receptionist, knew who he was, and she's just look at, looking at him longingly, you know, wanting to just talk to him about these incredible uh, novels. I think they were romance novels, apparently. Uh, they had a lot of uh, female protagonists in these novels. And just before he left the office, this woman says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I just have to ask you, how, how do you write women so well? And Jack Nicholson with a famous quote, well, I think of a man, and I remove reason and accountability. And it was just a hilarious one-liner. And I thought of that immediately, and I said, there is no way a male author could get away with that today. Because, well, if you want to get your book out there in the mainstream, apparently you have to be subject to these sensitivity readers. So someone, an author who was undeniably, you know, again, this is a fictional character, El, um Jack Nicholson was playing an author named Melvin Udall. Fictional character. I get it. But if there was, there were been authors out there who people have asked them, goodness sakes, how do you get, how, how do you come up with your content? How do you have this kind of inside knowledge about, you know, name any pet subject? But if you want your book in the mainstream today, and this Kat Rosenfield said this in, in her interview with John Gabriel on the King of Stuff podcast. If you want to get this in the mainstream, you have to subject it, subject it to sensitivity readers and guarantee there are some things that they're not going to sign off on. And I don't know how much power these people have, but it's enough where some of these authors are saying, you know what? I don't need to get my books out there in the mainstream. Don't want my books out there in the mainstream if, I'm right, if, if they're writing fiction, that is. So uh, apparently this is a new thing. I literally just learned of this concept last week, and then I read it in Carolyn Downey's National Review piece. And then, you know, you're hearing about uh, uh, Tom Hackett, my previous guest, talking about how the diversity, equity, and inclusion has to be pretty much in every single solitary thing uh, where competence and entertainment is apparently taking a back seat to that priority. So crazy times indeed. Folks, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Remember, I am out next weekend, but I'll be back the following Sunday. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, my name is Tim. In 1989, we trusted this school to begin educating our kids. Nowadays, we trust it to educate our grandkids. I still coach here, and my wife now works here. Heritage has become much of the central fabric of our lives. We love this school for all the moments that happen when so many people invest in and commit to one another. Those moments build into real relationships, many of which last a lifetime. We love and appreciate the partnership Heritage has with parents. Heritage Christian Academy is very much together in the education of the children whom God has entrusted to them. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, and encountering Jesus Christ. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. 
We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.